The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of chriscooper.co.uk now and delighted to welcome you back to yet another show. And I want to say um, thank you to Jack Higginbotham again, the president of PRS Guitars, for last week's show, which I repeated, but it was one of my favorites. Uh, for any people who listen to the show regularly, you know that I'm a bit of a guitar fanatic and to hear about how they developed a iconic brand uh, was uh, was amazing. And also, thank you to Richard Newton, who I loved talking with uh, a couple of weeks ago about the nine habits of thinking bigger, uh, a really good sort of checklist and uh, ideas list there for anyone who wants to make a, a bigger contribution. Now, over the last week, I've been busy. I finished my new branding and my website has, uh, has gone live, although, of course, uh, There'll always be a little bit of extra tweaking to do. And you can check that out at the new site at chriscooper.co.uk. Um, I've also delighted to have heard from my publisher and that my book, The Power to Get Things Done, whether you feel like it or not, is uh, has been um, uh, sort of passed in terms of its uh, its contents. I'm delighted about that. And, and I spoke about how to elevate yourself with online radio at the Professional Speaking Association's mega convention in London last Sunday. So quite a week and things are about to get even better because one of the things I love about hosting this show is getting to meet fascinating people like my guest today. Charisma ex expert Nikki Owen uh, chatted to me after another speech I did in London a, a few weeks ago and I was immediately hit by her charm and her charisma. And I thought, gosh, she's an interesting lady. And serendipitously, it turned out to be someone she did who had come really highly recommended to me um, by several other show guests. I've since got to Nick, know Nikki even better through several conversations. and I've been really impressed by her ability to read who people really are and how they're feeling. She gets you in a heartbeat. And this ability is a skill that I'm sure... Um, many people just go through their lives being completely oblivious to. I think there's a lot we can learn from Nikki. I also think charisma is so strongly associated with success, happiness, and health, and it's just a brilliant subject for this show. However, do get ready, because we're going to hear a controversial alternative perspective to how to enhance your authentic charisma than the typical behavioral approach. Some companies train their people in charismatic behaviors, 
and Nikki doesn't. Um, she says she believes that this is too superficial and prefers to work at a deeper level, blending techniques that have been inspired from quantum physics, cellular biology, and Reiki to help her clients enhance their natural charisma. Tell you a bit about Nikki now. She's an international award-winning speaker on charisma, devoted five years testing her blueprint at the Shakespeare's Globe Theatre London with hundreds of leaders and entrepreneurs from large and small organizations. She's the positivity advisor to the Expertel Group, uh, an executive faculty for Henley Business School. She's an official political commentator for an international television network. Uh, she really does have an ability to see the person behind the mask, uh, which I think is why she's uh, on that show. And her inspirational and thought-provoking message is earned her the Rising Star Award 2012 from the Academy of Chief Executives and Best New Speaker 2013 for Vistage International. She's the creator of the Big Apple Experiment, uh, which we'll talk about shortly. And she really demonstrates that, and the, and the Apple experiment demonstrated that thoughts become things. She's also a fellow of the Professional Speaking Association. And after that, I'm out of breath. So a big welcome to the fabulous Nikki Owen. Oh, wow, Chris. What a fantastic intro. You're very welcome. Crikey, there is some, there is some stuff in there, Nikki. Really I is. when you were reading it out, I kind of forgot, is that really me? Well, that sounds like that's really you. And from, from the impression I've got of you, it's very clear when you meet you that there's a real, real depth to you. And I know, I know that charisma is something that you've been studying for a long time. But do you want to share with us your incredible story about how you, know, you discovered charisma? Well, it's something that I've been fascinated with since I was 18 years old. I don't do anything else. I just work with charisma. And it started uh, in court number 13 at the Old Bailey when I was facing 12 to 15 years in Holloway Prison. And my barrister was the most charismatic man I ever met. Everyone had told him that my case was an unwinnable case. And actually, the case made legal history on the 22nd of December 1978, and I walked free. And I remember uh, thinking, I have no qualifications. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Yet, I just witnessed one man's charisma and how he had in that moment, transform my own life against all the odds. So it, it was on that day that my fascination, and it has been a lifelong quest to discover, can charisma be developed, began on that day. That's, that's incredible. So not many people have, have, to go through, have to go through that. I mean, how, how did that situation, you know, how has it impacted your, your life today? Um, you know, being, being potentially facing that that level of time in jail and, and being freed. I mean, how do you get over that? I, I think that when I look back over some of the turbulent events in my youth, I, I see now that everything kind of, every difficulty gave me the opportunity to experience a new facet of my, of my character. So, you know, every challenge uh, helped me to experience a better version of myself. So I became uh, a better person because of it. I, I wouldn't advocate, you know, going to prison. Uh, it wasn't the most uh, great time of my life, yet it all makes sense now as I look back on it. And it's given me a sense of real compassion and understanding about the real person inside. 
And metaphorically, uh, you know, when I was in Holloway and I was actually in um, solitary confinement and at one point I honestly didn't think I would ever kind of be free, metaphorically, that's what I believe charisma is all about. It's actually uh, being able to let go of the protective walls that we surround ourselves with so that our true self is actually manifested uh, to others. Uh, and in this situation you were in must have been must have been a really you know black time um and do you think do you think you were you know were you starting to think at this level of consciousness when you had all of that time suddenly to yourself in in solitary confinement i mean no uh, no i i was really in a in a i was quite numb i remember writing to my dad in in prison and saying dad why am i going through this and my dad actually said words that still resonate deeply with me today. He said, Nicola, he said, you know, if we didn't go through um, unhappy times and difficult times in our life, how would we really know how to appreciate the good times? And he said that one day I'll look back on this time and I'll see why I had to go through what I went through. And his words have always kind of held close I've held them close to my heart and it's been a major driving force really throughout my life mm. and, and do you have a you know good relationship have you had a good relationship with your family after that situation have you Chris do you really want to ask me what I did go, go on let's just tell us what you did tell us <laughs> I'm, what, kind of I'm, feel I'm going around in circles here aren't I and um, yeah. I'm wondering do you want to share this or not and uh, do, you want, do you want to share it uh, yeah, I, I well, it's. It, I was charged with arson, endangering life, and intent to kill, and I actually burnt my parents' house down. And it was actually uh, the perseverance and the belief from my parents uh, that how could their perfectly normal daughter, um, you know, suddenly go mad? Um, because I was described by several psychiatrists as a maniacal psychopath, incurably insane with the recommendation I go to Broadmoor. And it was only my, my father's absolute, you know, kind of determination to find out what was the cause of my, you know, my behavior that suddenly everything, um, he, it led him to, to understand that I was suffering from um, premenstrual syndrome. And it was the first time PMS was used as a defense in a court of law. So this was a long time ago, Chris, this is not necessarily who I am now. So, uh, you don't need to hide any matches or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so you know, tell us um, a little bit about how you define uh, charisma. You shared a little bit there about it, but what's, what's the big definition of it? So for me, charisma is an authentic power that captivates the hearts and minds of others. So when you are being you, whether you're introvert, extrovert, whether you're analytical, emotional, then, and you love what you do, you shine. So for me, it's all about being totally, authentically you. Mm. And, and this, this work, you've, you've taken, you mentioned that you, in the intro, I mentioned that you'd, you'd, you'd gone on to uh, want to take this work and, uh, and, and train a lot of people in the Shakespeare's Globe Theatre I just just want to interested in how you got from the situation we talked about to the Globe Theatre. I think it's quite incredible. 
Well, I did an awful lot of research with 2,663 organizations globally looking um, for, you know, what creates charisma? What, you know, how do you, how do you create it? And the, uh, the, the shock was that you can't teach it. And the reason I say you can't teach it is that the minute that I try to teach somebody with um, something that you might perceive as charismatic in terms of a behavior, whether it's direct eye contact, commanding voice tonality, if it's out of alignment with the essence of who they really are inside, then they come across as fake and not authentic. So at that point, I realized I had to work in a very different way. So that's when I started using techniques that were perhaps perceived as non-traditional. So when I decided to launch my blueprint, publish my blueprint, which was in 2008, so it did take me a hell of a lot lot of time to actually (laughs) learn how to teach or or not to teach it in this case, I needed to actually see whether my methodology worked. And I decided to work at the Shakespeare's Globe Theatre. Have you been there, Chris? Do you know, I I haven't. I keep thinking it's somewhere I must go and and have a look because it looks a fascinating place well it's also a place that ha- it oozes energy mm. and it's it's got panoramic views over the, the Thames the London skyline and it's not somewhere that people would normally uh, sort of think about a corporate training so I ran open seminars there with people from all types of industries, CEO, chairs, salespeople, entrepreneurs, emerging leaders. And in the early days, uh, Chris, I did make quite a lot of mistakes. Um, I, I, I realized, oh, went a bit too far with that technique. Didn't do that right. Didn't do that right. Yet it gave me a fantastic opportunity to refine, improve and really, after five years, I had a really superb model that created high impact results very, very quickly. Mm. Uh, and what do you what do you think? You know, you do explain what charisma is, and what do you think are the the real kind of consequences, potentially even in, you know, down to um, monetary of of people lacking charisma. Well. I think everybody is born with an abundance of it. So uh, that's where I kind of start. And I think that people that it's not evident that they have charisma tend to be people that have put up lots and lots of protective walls um, or perhaps they lack confidence to be completely themselves or they have a belief that being them isn't quite good enough. So they decide to be someone that they think they should be in a particular context. And because uh, certain things have worked for certain people, they think they'll be like them. And I think it's more about helping people to rediscover who they truly are. Uh, and, And the important thing is that when people are working with walls, it takes a lot of energy to keep walls in place. So they look tired. They look drained. They look a bit gray. Uh, They tend to be flat emotionally and they might be credible. They might have gravitas. They might be good communicators, communicators, yet they don't, they don't shine. They're just something there that doesn't compel you. Mm, Yeah. 
Yes, you, you, I, was, I spoke to somebody like that actually this week, and it was just ama- amazing that in a in a phone call, I'm probably being a little unfair here, but uh, in a phone call, I actually felt drained. Yeah, I, I felt drained. I felt uh, for an hour after the call, I felt uh, I felt sapped of energy. I had to actually get myself out for a, a little walk, my dog, to kind of rebalance myself um, because they were so flat. Um, and, well, uh, that's exactly what happens um, when when people drain your energy. You you imagine as a leader of an organisation, if that leader's energy drains others then the impact on disengagement is going to be massive. And it's not just the impact on disengagement, it's it's the impact on things like they become less resilient, uh, they become unhealthy, uh, they find it harder to attract and retain talent. And there's so many spin-offs, really, you know, in terms of having it compared to not accessing your natural charisma. Yeah, so so presumably, you know, there's some of those things you're mentioning there. You can expect a happier workforce, a healthier workforce, etc. If they if they start to, you know, shift the quality of their charisma. Oh, definitely. Did you 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 were at the PSA Mega Comp Convention last weekend, and uh, uh, you know when you look at the speakers, you know Patricia Fripp, and then you look at Alvin Law. Two very, very different speakers, very different styles, very different topics, yet each of them came across as completely authentic and very powerful in their own contrasting ways. Absolutely. I mean, just a a, a tremendous energy and presence oozing out of both of them. Yes, yes. Uh, And you're right, interestingly, you know, one of them, uh, Patricia, you know, really stands there, doesn't she, with... uh, with, um, you know, with what I say, it just feels very stable and uh, and in control. And then, and then Alvin moves a lot more, doesn't he? And yes. it's um, but they still they still give off that 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 vibration of uh, of a glow of uh, of warmth and charisma. And the energy that they exude, you can feel it in the audience. You know, every single person in the audience was touched by their energy. So, so one of the benefits then is, is, is it the infectious nature of charisma? It, you know, it, it, it infected the audience, didn't it? Yeah, that sounds a bit wrong, doesn't <laughs> no, it? Doesn't it? Yeah, but, it but, yeah, but you're right, you're right, it's absolutely. In a positive way, we, we, all, uh, we all took it on and, and felt it. Well, when I started um, looking at all of the research, and I've also done my own research, um, it's interesting because um, Harvard and the University of Lucerne concluded that charismatic leaders possess 60% higher leadership scores overall. They tend to build higher engagement levels within their organization. They are able to build improved teamwork. They stimulate more creativity, so they create a more innovative culture. And they find it, um, they, they have uh, higher levels of resilience and mm. mental toughness. Plus, they're healthier and they're happier. Excellent. Well, we have to go to commercial break now. But, and after the break, let's uh, move on to some really important stuff about, uh, um, you know, how. Uh, how do we improve our level of charisma? So and what are the key components of it? So we're back with you again in just a couple of minutes. Okay. 
when it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Nikki Owen. We're talking about uh, charisma. And Nikki, do you want to share a little bit about your you refer to it as your symbol of star quality and how it can help us to develop our own charisma. I mean, what, are, what are the top line, what are the key components? Then maybe we'll go into them in a little bit more detail. So I, I wanted to find something that if um, you, you could almost assess um, how charismatic you are based on five internal pillars. And I call those pillars uh, a symbol of star quality. And uh, the first one is you know, your self-worth and self-esteem in the context that you're wanting to be charismatic in. So how grounded you feel, um, how comfortable you are being you, and that will have an impact upon your confidence. Um, Also, uh, the second pillar is around sensory awareness, your your, your level of emotional intelligence. So how easy it is for you to listen and tune in to your own inner emotional guidance system uh, and also how easy it is for you to tap into the emotions and feelings that others are feeling because when you can really tune in to those emotional undercurrents you can really communicate and operate on a much deeper more profound level. Uh, the, the third is a compelling vision so what is your vision um, and how does it excite your, your senses and how, 
yeah, I, I guess uh, I'm running out of words here. Y- yet it, it's got to emotionally move you. There's got to be a vision that gives you an utter purpose while you get up in the morning. And that in turn will activate your driving force, your motivation. So when something's really compelling, you'll naturally be motivated. And then the fifth pillar is your energy. How balanced is your energy? And I'm not talking about energy necessarily that can be measured from a physics perspective. I'm talking about the sort of energy like the guy you were speaking to on the phone lot you know, this week that sucked the will to live from you. And then, or energy where you walk into a room and you can just feel that there's been an argument. Or you'll go into a house and think, oh, this has got a really great vibe. So it's those five pillars that determine how charismatic you are. Makes an awful lot of sense. So let's talk a little bit about self-worth and esteem and maybe how you build it. And I'm also just, and a further question that I will ask you to articulate is, sometimes we feel a lot of self-worth and esteem in certain situations, but less in others. But we're, so I'm kind of interested in how, how do you do it? And uh, uh, how, are you, how are you consistent with it, perhaps? Oh, Chris, that's, that's a brilliant question because w- what you've just kind of touched on there is that charisma is contextual. Let me just give you an example. Um, you think of uh, Robbie Williams when he's on stage and he's so uh, such a showman. He's so charismatic on stage. Then you see him off stage and he's not the same. He's not charismatic when he's not on stage. And I remember uh, that uh, I do a lot of work uh, mainly within organizations. And I would describe myself as pretty confident when I'm working with those types of people. And then David Heiner, you know, that won an award at the PSA, the lovely David Heiner, wonderful man. He does so much for schools. And he asked if I would come and share my story with a lot of 15, 16-year-olds. And honestly, Chris, I was so nervous. And although my content was really similar, (laughs) I don't think I had any charisma whatsoever. I was really tongue-tied. I didn't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you've done any. Have you spoken in schools? I spoke spoke only a few weeks ago. I'm laughing because I spoke to my my son's primary school. So I was dealing with sort of 7 to 11-year-olds, I think. Um, And I'd never spoken to that age group before, and there were, there were you know, 140 of them or 50 of them or something, and uh, they're all just sitting there looking at you. Um, yeah, so you're mindful that you don't want to scare the people on the front row by being too excited, uh, but you also want the ones on the back to be able to hear you. So it, it's really is a different environment if you're not used to it. Very much so. It's so different. And so the whole um, thing about uh, self-worth, is that I don't necessarily think you can change your self-worth by just working with your conscious mind. Because I believe that when we're born, um, it's almost like we're born um, with a like a giant iPod. So, uh, you know, our brain is not fully formed. So it's almost like we're in a we're operating in a theta frequency. So it means we're highly suggestible and we're almost like in a, in a deep hypnotic trance-like state. So we see something, we observe it, we record it, and we download it. So we see, observe, download, and we, by the time we get to about six years old, 
we've downloaded a lot of programming that is still we're still living by you know whether we're conscious of it or not as an adult so actually i believe that the quickest way to help you if you have issues around your self-worth if you think you're not good enough at a deep down level is to actually go back and do some inner child work so that's my own view because you know we each we all live with ourselves you know seven days a week so if we don't think well of ourselves you know that will be projected out into other people's perceptions of us yeah that's uh so, so when you say you do some inner child work what do you mean by that yeah, I just think that sounded quite vague, didn't it? So uh, it's almost like when you're working with somebody, you know, we have, you, you know, Chris, that we have an unconscious mind, we have a conscious mind, and the unconscious mind absorbs so much more, you know, in terms of information through our senses. So by going back, using the unconscious mind to guide us back to key incidents as a child where maybe we froze. So maybe we were, you know, at nursery one day, um, you know, four years old, uh, doing show and tell, and everybody laughed at us, and it hurt, and we put up a wall, and we froze. So, you know, we might have formed the belief that to speak honestly and freely is dangerous or not safe, and that belief could be affecting us as an adult. So we need to go back, not to help the adult, we need to help um, the, the, the little boy or the little girl of four, helping her or him to uh, come to terms with what happened in the knowledge that um, we could change any memory by just revisiting the memory. So even though our conscious mind knows what really happened, our unconscious mind has got some sort of resolution and it can free us and feel it enables us to feel more at peace with who we really are. So basically, what um, what I think you're saying is that we can we can uh, behave as adults sometimes based upon decisions we might have made as a four year old. Yes, and those decisions uh, will often be unconscious, so we'll be unconsciously unaware of them. D- yes, ab- absolutely. So let's let's move on now to to talk about sensory awareness. And I know this is something I think. Uh, you certainly convey and you're able to tell people's moods almost instantly. Uh, and how, how do you do that? What do you mean by it? Well, can I just tell you a little story first? Yeah, because do. Uh, do you mind? Um, I got a phone call in 2010 from um, a, an international television network. And they said, oh, um, we wondered if you'd like to come and provide official political commentary on the live election debates. And I was so shocked because I said, have you got the right Nikki Owen? Because I don't really know much about politics. And they said, are you the one that can kind of uh, read a lot about people based on their energy and uh, their body language? So uh, that was the start, I think, of a, of a reputation for having good um, sensory awareness. And what I'm able to do is I'm able to connect with people at an energetic level and just trust my unconscious mind to give me feedback about what I'm picking up about them. And then my, my unconscious mind would tell my conscious mind. And this is something that everyone can do. It's not special. The big thing is just trusting it. So when I talk to a lot of people, 
and I ask them, how do you feel? Some people will describe the feeling and it's all very theoretical. They're not feeling the feeling. So the first job. So can I can I can I ask you something? Mm, sure. When you were delivering your speech on Sunday, how did you feel? I felt how did I feel? I felt like I was um I felt I felt like a, a bit of a ball of energy. I felt um like I was in flow. Um, I felt like the words were just coming out because they were so kind of well rehearsed. But I also felt like I was uh, speaking from the heart, and uh, uh, and you know I genuinely believed passionately in what I was talking about. Um, and I was also picking up from the audience how they were feeling as well, and uh, they were all kind of looking at me. Sometimes they were laughing, but they seemed to be very engaged and they seemed to be listening listening um, to my words. And I felt like there was a warmth in the room by the end of the session. So when you say there were, you felt that there was a warmth in the room, whereabouts in your body did you feel that? Um, probably, this is, um, I, want to, I want to say I felt it in my stomach. Um, I don't know why. Trust that. So when you have that level of self-awareness that when you can describe so articulately as you have just done of what you were feeling and experiencing and you can relate that to how you're feeling it within your body that's the first step to really fantastic um sensory awareness because so many people i don't know if you've well you must kind of come across this you know you ask people you know how are you i'm fine and this i'm fine is that's not at all how people often feel or um they'll say things like with respect and it's not at all how they feel Mm -hmm. So the ability to really connect with what's going on underneath what the person is presenting on the surface is a wonderful, wonderful, um, I, I, I want to use the word power, yet it's a power used with a lot of sensitivity and ecology. Yes, yes. And I, th- I, think, I think one of the things that's helpful is to sometimes just to, uh, be able to observe the situation as well. It's almost, almost like you're a third person. Um, I think it's important to, you know, sometimes you, you, you're inside yourself, but also to be able to take a bit of an outside look at maybe what people might be think, seeing about you, but also being very aware of how the audience is feeling as well. Um, it's very easy to do a, a presentation and, and have it come based upon, you know, a load of bullet points and something that you've revised as opposed to really, connecting with others and, and the, the mood in the room and also looking to shift that mood in the room for, through your behavior and lead it mm, for uh, sure for sure and actually one of the things that can really help that is um to to use peripheral vision because when you're in peripheral vision you're almost opening up the pathway to your unconscious mind and you're working in flow which is what you were doing on sunday uh, so I, I, I really believe that um, teaching um, people how to work in peripheral vision naturally increases their sensory awareness. Yeah, yes, I think that's uh, that's very very true, and and it also yeah, it enables you to to pick up, doesn't it, the the whole room and, and what's going on in there, uh, rather than just maybe individuals. Um, so, so let's just. 
we mentioned vision there. Let's let's um, move on to the next point, which was uh, was about building a compelling vision, because uh, we've talked about so far about building your your self worth and esteem, and also this this uh, skill of of sensory awareness. Um, but you think your next stage was about building this compelling vision. So, so it, it, it's. It's almost like why you're getting up in the morning, you know, what is it that is giving your life meaning and purpose? And often, you know, sometimes it takes a while for people to have that compelling vision. You know, when I was 18, you know, what what happened to me actually set me on my path. Maybe I wasn't consciously aware of that at the time, yet, uh, you know, things happen to us that set us on our path and often um, to help shape a vision that is inspirational for us uh, we need to you know try things that perhaps don't work or don't work for us you know it's I remember um, I had a call once from a a company I, I think to do with the accounting accountancy zone or something and they actually said to me, um, we'd like to send two of our most boring accountants onto your program. <laughs> Can you imagine how, how they would put that yes. to the accountants? And they actually said, because, um, you know, sometimes there's a bit of a thing that accountants have got a bit of a charisma bypass. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, if, if somebody came up to me and said, we think you need charisma, wouldn't you feel completely, well, just put down in a way absolutely so I, I met these wonderful people um they came um onto the globe and to be fair um they were not connected to their charisma whatsoever and one of them um was completely in the wrong job and what she really wanted to do was something so completely different and when she spoke about it her vision for what she really wanted to do, everything about her changed. And she immediately began to attract everybody's attention by talking about this vision uh, that, that she wanted to do. So I, I think that, you know, if, if you're in a job, if you're in a career, if you're working in an industry uh, that you don't particularly enjoy, that doesn't kind of excite your senses and create this passion, then realistically you're not ever going to be charismatic in that context Nikki um, we're just going to go to commercial break in about 30 seconds but I just love that that notion there of connecting to your charisma and you're absolutely right many people are in in the the wrong roles and they're not not connected to it so if you want to connect with that which is going to lead to happiness and health uh, we've got to find the right thing to be connected to haven't we to invigorate and and, and release the charisma that we all actually naturally have inside us. Yes. Yes. Well, we're going to go to commercial break now. And after the break, we shall, we shall move into uh, looking at, um, at driving force and balanced energy. And I also want to hear about this Big Apple experiment. So do come back to us and we shall be uh, with you again in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. 
Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with, with uh, Nikki Owen. We're talking about uh, charisma. And really following on from that conversation, and I still love that notion of connecting um, to your charisma, um, we're going to talk now about uh, sort of driving force. So, Nikki, what do you mean by driving force? Tell us a bit about that. Your passion, your enthusiasm that what you are doing is really important to you. And it's really looking at a deep level of what do you want? What do you really want? And when you're doing something that you really want and you're, you're, you're listening to your heart rather than your head, because so many people I meet, uh, they're doing a job because it's safe, it's secure, um, they need that money, um, they, they're doing it for all sorts of reasons. And, there's, and yet it's actually causing them to actually close down a little bit inside and they're starting to go through the motions. So... If you don't feel passionately if, you know, about what you love, about what you're doing on a day-to-day basis, then again, that will impact upon your charisma. Make, make, makes sense. sense. So the, f- the final point um, we, in your sort of star, uh, your star um, symbol of star quality uh, was about balanced energy. So we've talk- we talked a bit about sensory and awareness, um, and this, but now moving on to this idea of balancing your energy you share a little bit more. This is everything, Chris. This whole thing is that, you know, when you look at us and you look at what we're made out of at the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest level, we're pulsating packets of energy that continually moves and changes and interacts and is affected by everything. And we're all connected. 
and uh, you know charismatic people are able to exude high levels of energy that can be felt by others and yet they're also able to absorb energy back from others so they can give even more energy back to the people they're with so they feed the energy of the group the group then feeds them back and I have a model called the energy compass so the energy compass is when your awareness which actually you beautifully articulated when you were describing your speech on Sunday um, your awareness of you being in flow and also on your audience. So when your awareness is balanced between yourself and others, you're actually stimulating a two-way flow of energy exchange. So that energy will grow and grow and grow. And you can actually feel it. You can feel energy. I do um, part of um, the work I do with energy. I actually teach people dowsing, how to douse the size of our aura. You know, we're, we're every, every one of us has uh, an electromagnetic field, whether, you know, plants, insects, animals, people. We exude, we have an electromagnetic field, often referred to as an aura. And the larger our aura, the more charismatic we are. So um, when we're feeling stressed, angry, when we're feeling tired, when we're feeling negative, uh, we'll actually reduce the size of our aura. And the things that cause our aura to expand the most is when we're in a state of gratitude and love. Mm. Mm. Little, I remember, I think it was on a program some, some, somewhere, one of the many courses and things I've been on, and, and they got you to close your eyes and imagine where your, your, your sort of body finishes and everything else starts. And when you kind of do that, you, you sense that there's much more there's something else that's beyond your skin that you're giving off. I think you sort of sense that aura. Does that make any sense to you? Totally. And we hold uh, trauma in our aura. You know, if we could see energy, we would see these black holes in our aura that actually affect our physical bodies as well. You know, the, the connection between our energy and our physical bodies um, is, is, is very linked. And, and one thing I remember you doing with me when we were having this planning call is you got your, your dowsing rods out and, and you were doing something with me even though we're, we're over Skype. So there's something else to this energy, isn't there, that beyond just this, maybe this field that we're giving off? Or, or perhaps there's something about the, the distance that's, or the, or the way we can receive it, that's quite, really quite interesting. Well, it's a bit like the way Reiki works. You can, you can work with Reiki remotely. You know, you don't need to be with the individual next to them to actually help them. It's using the power of positive intent um, in the same way that prayer works. It, you know, it, 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 that, that person doesn't need to be with you. And actually, it was that positive intent and the power of that that was really the cause of why I decided to create the uh, Big Apple experiment. Well, that leads on nicely. Do you want to tell us about it? I thought I'd give you that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> actually, um, there's, I've, I've just received some really sad news today because um, the Big Apple I um, 
experiment uh, was actually inspired by uh, Dr. Mazaru Emoto, who sadly passed away today. Mm. And he would take water and in a very simple, you know, I'm just describing this very simplistically, um, is that he would take water from the same source. He would focus um, one glass with positive love and positive intention, the other glass to negative words and intentions. And then he would freeze the water until it became crystal. And using microscopic photography, he would photograph the crystals. And he found that the crystals, the water exposed to positive thoughts, words and intent were much more symmetrical. And I decided this was just so fantastic because, you know, the human body is made up of so much water. I think our brain has something like 90 percent that in our body we have 70, 80 percent, depending on our age. Uh, And I wanted to create an experiment that would prove the impact that our thoughts have on our physical reality. So you take an apple and you chop it into two. And and the reason I used an apple was because it contains 70% water approximately. And you put half of the apple into a jam jar that you label love, half into a jam jar labeled hate. And for two weeks, this may sound nuts, you don't touch the apples, but you shout at the hate apple and you love the love apple. And within two weeks, you will see a visible change in the rate of decay between your two apple halves. That's, that's a really you know, very fascinating concept when you think about the way you treat your kids and... Uh, uh, you know the difference between showering love versus maybe being irritated with them. Exactly, and also, what about your own health? Yes. So you think of people that constantly put themselves down. It shows up in their body. You know, people that have got low self-esteem, they actually pull back a little bit from the core, so it creates a roundness in their shoulders, it, a stoop in them. People. Um, that that tell themselves all the time, I can't do this or I can't do that. You can see it manifest in their body. Our bodies do not lie. Our bodies are really good feedback as to what's going on inside emotionally. And it's that emotional, the continual emotional feel that actually will create either growth or in the Big Apple case, um, kind of decay. Mm. You need to see the um, the photos. I, I have got um, on my, my website, I've got hundreds of people that have done it. And it's one of those things that people are a bit skeptical of. They don't really believe it. And then they start doing it and they're shocked. So I've had quite a lot of, um, funny enough, radio programs taking the mickey out of me a little bit and doing all this shouting at the apple and loving the apple. And then they've been quite shocked to see there has been a difference. Mm. So it's one of the things I would urge your listeners to uh, do because it's great for kids, don't you think? To, it teaches them, you know, self-harming is really on the increase at the moment in schools, bullying. And I just think that when we can learn to be really compassionate with ourselves and others, that's a really big step to take for people 
and a really positive one. Fantastic. Well, we're going to get two jars out tonight. I'm going to have my kids loving one of the apples and, uh, and, and annoying the heck out of the other one. Brilliant. Can you, can you send me the photos, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll see, yeah. see what happens. They'll, they'll absolutely love that. They'll absolutely love it. And, and just, we've only got a few minutes to close now, maybe a couple of minutes. And I just want to just quickly then ask, how, how do you, because you mentioned there about the, some of the radio uh, shows and, and, and then being cynical. I mean, how do you help people who are, you know, more cynical to embracing different ideas? I think that people, you can't change other people. Uh, people only change when they're ready to change. So all I do is I present what I totally believe to be true and people can either accept it or they can reject it. So I think the important thing is to put that frame and it's a choice whether people, whatever people decide. That makes, well, you, you can only really take people from where they're at, can't you? And and it sounds like you know, things like your Apple experiment, those, those have the opportunity to create paradigm shifts, don't they? Exactly. And I ask people to do it before they dismiss it. So let's uh, just sort of move on to, you know, summarise. I think you, you've shared some you know, really great stuff about things like self-worth and this, developing this sensory awareness and having a, a, a vision and a, and that which can uh, become a sort of driving force and then the importance of, uh, of, of energy. Um, what final messages would you really like to leave us with this afternoon? I believe that the legacy of a truly charismatic leader is that when they look back over their life, that they can realize that their life was not about them, that I believe life success is measured by how many people's lives you can positively touch and enhance along the way. And my greatest wish really for people is to find the courage to let go of anything that stops them from being their true authentic self. Because I believe that when you are being you and you love what you do, you shine. And that for me is charisma. Well, Nikki, you have you have shone this afternoon. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I've really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I think this, this concept of charisma is a really important one. And it's something in today's world that we, we really need, I think. So um, some fascinating work. So uh, thank you very much for being on the show. I hope you've enjoyed it today. I have. Uh, great and if you want thank you and if you want to find out more about Nikki Owen um, go to www.audiencewithcharisma.com that's uh, www.audiencewithcharisma.com and uh, once again uh, Nikki it's been an absolute uh, pleasure and uh, I shall look forward to being um, back with you again uh, next week I'm uh, trying to remember now who my guest is I do apologize um, to uh, it's going to be uh, Jeff Ram next week and uh, Jeff is going to be with us and um, we're repeating a show I'm, I'm on holiday next week and it's uh, it's going to be all about observational marketing which has been a really popular show with people a lot of uh, a lot of requests and um, for more information about uh, from Jeff and people connecting with him after the show so well worth listening to and I look forward to um, speaking to you again very soon have a great week thank you for listening to be more achieve more please join your host chris cooper again next friday at 8 a.m u.s pacific time typically 4 p.m london on the voice america business channel 
Enjoy your week.